Welcome to C. diff spores and more with your host, Nancy Kerala. We are here to discuss C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and other related healthcare topics. Now, here is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome to the program and thank you for joining us on C. diff spores and more. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our sponsor, Clorox Healthcare. Visit the Clorox Healthcare website, www.cloroxhealthcare.com, to learn more about keeping environments safer with Clorox Healthcare. And I'm so pleased to introduce Kathy Bischoff and Renata Johnson. Uh, Kathy's going to speak first. And they were so kind enough to provide their experiences uh, with this infection. So, Kathy, thank you for joining us today. You're very welcome. And good afternoon, everyone. And thank you, Nancy, for your wonderful, wonderful foundation and for creating and hosting the first CDF Community Patient and Family Symposium. And I also need to thank Series Therapeutics because your sponsorship of this event has given us all these extreme verse professionals today an opportunity to share their expertise with others in the CDF community. It's an honor to be in attendance with all of you and to share my personal CDF story and journey. Now, as professionals and healthcare advocates and practitioners and educators, you're all aware that CDF has an impact in communities worldwide. No longer is it an infection of the elderly in nursing homes or the result of a hospital stay. It attacks infants, children, young adults, all races and genders. CDIS now has no boundaries. And while antibiotics are effective in treating bacterial infections, their use as a cure-all can also be patient-driven. And too much of a good thing can also result in a CDF infection. Your commitment, your dedication, and focus on research in the prevention and treatment of this horrific infection saves lives. And what you do truly matters. As introduced, I'm Kathy Bischoff, and I survived seven CDF infection recurrences following my first diagnosis throughout the course of two and a half years. My journey started as a result of an ongoing struggle with reoccurring diverticulitis. On one morning in December, I suffered another attack, and this time I couldn't get out of bed. I was transported by ambulance to the hospital. It was my fourth attack in three months. And similar to previous occurrences, I was treated with antibiotics. Several times during this three-month period, I was prescribed double the normal antibiotic amount when my symptoms persisted. If I had only known then what I know now. Upon my discharge from the hospital, I was told I had C. diff. My treating physician just casually mentioned it before I left, saying, oh, by the way, you have C. diff. That was the first time I had ever heard of it. When I asked him for additional information, he said it was an infection in my colon, and he gave me a prescription for it. I didn't know how serious the infection was, what to expect, or what precautions to take. I certainly didn't think about preventing another occurrence of C. diff. I would take the medication, and the infection would go away. I had no idea that C. diff germs outside the body created spores, that C. diff spores can cause the infection, that they can survive on surfaces for months or even years, 
and that they're present in our communities. I was left in the dark. Now these things you are all aware of, and I am now also aware of them. Today I find the lack of information that was shared with me completely unacceptable. That was the beginning of my C. diff journey. About a month later, I ended up back in the hospital for eight days after another diverticulitis attack. Options were discussed with my primary physician. We decided on a surgical procedure to have the sigmoid portion of my colon removed. It was the area of my colon that was causing these attacks. The surgery went well, but I felt miserable. During my post-surgical visit, my surgeon confirmed that I wasn't recovering as expected. I was readmitted to the hospital and diagnosed with C. diff, my second infection. Six reoccurrences followed, and each was more vicious and more debilitating than the one before. Three of them required hospitalization, and during each infection, my life was literally turned upside down. I was forced to become housebound, and I had to become somewhat of an introvert. It was a very frustrating and isolating experience. I was fighting constant dehydration. I had severe cramping. I was always tired, always nauseous, and instances of diarrhea could occur 10 to 12 times a day. When going to doctor appointments, my car seat was protected with plastic. I carried a complete change of clothing open water, and a container if my nausea could not be controlled. My husband became my support system during this time, helping me accomplish even the simplest daily tasks. He prepared my meals and had to encourage me to eat. He got up nights to give me prescribed medication at directed intervals. He took over all of the household duties that I could not perform, and he tried to keep my spirits up. It truly was not an easy task being my caregiver. I was just so sick, and many times I wasn't pleasant. Each time I started a new treatment, I was hopeful that it would finally conquer this infection. Unfortunately, without fail, C. diff would return about two weeks after each treatment course was finished. My system had become so weakened, I was unable to conquer the infection or restore the needed beneficial microbes to my microbiome after treatments. I literally had no way to fight from C. diff reoccurring. After my last treatment, which was a taper that lasted for nine months, I started to experience symptoms that by this point were all too familiar. I tried desperately to convince myself that it was not a C. diff reoccurrence. The symptoms worsened and I got tested. It can't be C. diff again, I kept thinking over and over. And you can imagine my disappointment when I found out that I tested, yes, positive for another C. diff infection. I was devastated. I was physically, psychologically, and emotionally exhausted and questioning, could I even go through this again? Was this reduced quality the future that my life held? Even more concerning was would I have a future? I knew I could no longer continue down the same path. The specialists treating me were at a loss of what to do next. They put me back on vancomycin, said they would do some additional research, 
but I may have to remain on vancomycin for the rest of my life. I told them that that was not an acceptable option. They assured me they would do further research and they would be in touch. I never heard from them again. There had to be an alternative, so I desperately looked for other venues. Sick and frightened about my future, I made the decision that I had to advocate for myself and for my survival. While searching for information online, I found the Cedis Foundation's website. I called into one of their support sessions, and there was Nancy Corella on the other end of the phone. For the first time in years, I felt gratified and relieved. I was finally receiving so many of the answers I was looking for. I was treated with compassion and understanding. The Cedis Foundation understood. It was remarkable. I was no longer alone. I learned about recommended nutrition, environmental safety, and so much more. I found out there were clinical trials for people dealing with C. diff infections. I was not aware, nor had ever been mentioned that these trials were available. The foundation told me that there were trials available at that time and being conducted as we spoke. There was hope, something to research, someone to help. I discovered a clinical trial site for an investigational treatment in St. Louis which was five hours from my home. I shared this information with my husband, who simply said, email them now. I did and received a call from the research clinician within 15 minutes of pushing the send button. We had an in-depth conversation about my story and their C. diff trial. All my questions were answered and further information was emailed and mailed to me. After taking the information and talking with my primary physician, I applied as a candidate and was accepted, and I felt a great sense of relief. Taking this action helped me feel in control of my life again. Knowing that I had a new path was the key, and I felt empowered. My trial clinician was compassionate, knowledgeable, and helpful. I was impressed, and I was comfortable with her and my team. On May 25th of 2016, I was administered the trial capsules. I, find, I fondly call them my magic gut bugs. I was monitored for six months with both office visits and phone calls, and the capsules worked. We had won the battle. It is a joy to have my life back. The infection is gone, but not without leaving scars behind. Anxiety, digestive issues, and the fear of another C. diff infection remain. In 2017, I was diagnosed with severe arterial fibrillation, AFib. After several cardiac conversions that proved unsuccessful, I underwent a cardiac ablation in late August of 2017. I was assured by my doctors after in-depth conversations that the procedure wouldn't involve my having to be given any antibiotics. Based on my past experiences, it's an ongoing fear. Unfortunately, there were complications, and two procedure-associated infections followed while I was hospitalized. They both needed to be treated with antibiotics. It was unnerving 
and remarkably frightening. Would they cause another seated infection? The fear was now a reality. I became proactive and insisted on having a role in any suggested antibiotic to be administered. Time passed and numerous aphid incidents continued, requiring cardioconversions and another ablation, which brought me no relief. But the same rules applied. If I needed an antibiotic, I needed to be consulted. In February of this year, after doing much research, I had a third ablation at the Cleveland Clinic in Ohio with favorable results. The subject of antibiotic use is now always a priority discussion. With priority and proactive involvement in my medical care, I have not gotten another C. diff infection. But my journey isn't over. In fact, my journey has me here with you this afternoon. I am dedicated now to raising awareness of this debilitating and isolating infection. From my experience, I have seen the importance of advocating and building educational network around C. diff infections and the considerable burdens that are associated with it. The importance of helping patients and at-risk individuals and their families to empower themselves to make informed decisions about the prevention and treatment of this infection and their medical health is so very, very important. Unfortunately, there are many others just like me. I have been anxiously awaiting FDA approval of medications to treat C. diff and to prevent a reoccurrence of this debilitating and sometimes fatal infection. Today, I'm celebrating your achievements and all of your hard work. Today, we are closer to the time that I can put my anxiety and my fear behind me. Today, I am able to tell you my story because if it were not for the CEDIS Foundation and for all of you and learning about clinical trials, instead of taking those magic gut bugs that conquered my battle with CEDIS, my story would have ended waiting for the phone call that I never received. I am so grateful for the CEDIS Foundation and for all of you. What a remarkable difference you all have made and will continue to make in so many lives. I personally, from the bottom of my heart, thank all of you and God bless. I would now like to turn over for another story, Renata Johnson. A great honor to be here with you all. Let me share you my story through the CDs. In August 2018, I was in a hospital for my pacemaker implant. I remember right after surgery, they gave me clondomycin antibiotics via IV to prevent any infection. After about three days from when I got home, I started to feel sick with nausea, lost appetite, uh, frequent stool, and some abdominal pain. At first, I thought it was just a transition from being at the hospital and just a part of post-post surgery recovery. But when it wasn't going away, I started to wonder about that uh, if uh, I should probably see primary physician. He told me right away that I just need more time for healing. 
because I was not feeling better. A week later, I went to see him again. And then again, and again, and again. Eventually, on my request, he tested my stool. He tested me for salmonella and E. coli and something else. The results came back negative. A couple weeks later, I noticed thick mucosa in the stool, and at that point, I requested to send me to gastroenterologist. The GI doctor immediately suspected C. diff infection and put me on flagell for 10 or 14 days. It took, uh, I started to feel very quickly better but unfortunately, about four days after I finished the flagell, the CDF came back. The gastroenterologist put me immediately on vancomycin for 10 days. It was 125 milligrams, four times a day. I was responding very well. The diarrhea, nausea, and pain was disappearing. And by the time I was done with vancomycin, I was okay for about 90 days. During this time, I started more wonder and research about this infection. I learned about CD Foundation and their programs, and I also purchased a book about CD infection, another book about managing the nutrition written by Nancy Carolla and Karen Factor. And all this helped me better understand the CD infection I also learned uh, about pulse taper therapy with vancomycin and also about fecal microbiota transplant. As I mentioned, I was okay for about 90 days, and I started to believe that I'm completely recovered. When one evening I started to feel very weak, then some nausea came, and after that, countless diarrhea, one after another one all night. I felt extremely weak and nauseated. I had a hard time just get out of the bed and walk into the bathroom. I thought that I should just lay down on the bathroom floor so I don't need to walk back and forth. I was still trying to be optimistic and hope that this is just a virus I must have contracted somewhere. Unfortunately, the test stool test confirmed worst nightmare, nightmare C. diff infection was back. At this time, it was actually on my suggestion, the doctor put me on pulse taper therapy of vancomycin. The treatment was spread out for eight weeks. After that, I was okay for about two months when I started to get sick again. At this time, it was coming slowly. The stool was mostly like a pudding, sometimes kind of formed. I was having nausea and being weak. It was almost already one year since I got sick with the C. diff first time, and I already lost over 40 pounds, and my weight was barely over 100 pounds. I was having lots of anxiety, being depressed, and worry if I ever get out of this. So I started ask my doc doctor about fecal microbiota transplant. I felt like at this point it was the only way how to get ready with this evil illness. 
Finally, at the beginning of July 2019, I went through it. The procedure was successful and it got ready with the seeded infection. I would like to make one remark here. This was July 2019. Uh, so uh, about six months before coronavirus came to US because FDA issued warning that several recent study has documented the presence of SARS-CoV-2 in some donor stool donated after December 2019. It has been about 18 months since FMT, and I am still not completely back in my normal. My recovery was also affected by gallbladder removal just about four months after FMT. I am also having IBS, GERD, I'm lactose intolerant, and I have diverticulosis. All those conditions I had pretty much before, but they went all worse after the, uh, after the illness, after the CD. I have been able to tolerate only very light diet. I feel often nausea, sometimes diarrhea, and feeling sick. Few times when my diarrhea was accompanied with nausea for a few days or for a week, I was thinking that maybe the sedative is back. According to my experience, there was no perfect pattern on sedative infection uh, recurrences. Sometimes I had a severe diarrhea. Sometimes it was look like pudding, sometimes partially formed stool. Unfortunately, only the test can rule out the infection, and that is frustrating for patients. This terrible illness affected me not just physically, but also mentally. Thanks for CD Foundation, I am getting more and more information about this disease through different free programs they're offering, like once a month free consultation with Dr. Oneto, Dr. Feuerstadt, and dietitian Karen Factor. I am also often listening on Tuesday's radio show hosted by Nancy Carolla. All this is helping me better understand this disease and cope with. I don't know what I would do without all this generous help. They become almost like my family that I can always turn into. Um, at this point, I would like to say thank you to Nancy Carolla, who is the founder and president of the CD Foundation for all the incredible, incredible and hard work she do and lots of volunteers also. Without this foundation, lots of CD patients would have no way where to turn in for help. Also, very special thank you to Dr. Oneto and Dr. Feuerstadt and Karen Factor for donating their time and offering once a month free sessions available for all CD patients and survivors. I also got message to patients. If you're suffering of this or any other disease, please don't give up. Be advocate for yourself and don't lose hope. Thank you very much for listening.
because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products. EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes. Trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. We thank Series Therapeutics for being the sponsor of the Patient and Family C. diff Symposium. Series Therapeutics has reported positive top-line results from the Pivotal Phase 3 Ecospore 3 study evaluating its investigational oral microbiome therapeutic SER109 for recurrent C. difficile infection. To learn more about Series Therapeutics, please visit their website at seriestherapeutics.com. That's S-E-R-E-S therapeutics.com. It is my distinct pleasure to introduce Dr. Barbara McCuppern. Barbara is the Vice President of Medical Affairs, and she will be discussing treatment of recurrency difficile infection with SCR109, an investigational microbiome drug. Barbara? Thanks so much, Paul. It is an absolute pleasure to be here. I want to thank Nancy Corrala and the C. diff Foundation for inviting me to speak to you today. As a former infectious disease physician, I have personally witnessed the ravages of C. diff infection in outpatients and hospitalized patients alike. But today, I am happy to tell you about the progress we are making at Series Therapeutics to improve treatment for patients with this devastating infection. Do I advance these slides or? Yes. Use the control panel on the left. You'll see the little capsule on the left bottom. The arrow pointing down will advance your yes. slides. Thank you very much. Sure. The hallmark of C. diff infection, or CDI, is severe debilitating diarrhea, which is caused by the harmful toxins of this bacteria. Other symptoms include nausea, abdominal discomfort, low-grade fever, and poor appetite. A minority of patients go on to developing severe life-threatening complications, such as toxic megacolon, and may require surgical removal of their swollen, inflamed colon. As many of you know all too well, our current treatments for primary C. diff infection, or CDI, are suboptimal with up to 25% experiencing a recurrence within days of antibiotic completion. Once a patient has a recurrence, the risk that CDI will recur again continues to increase to 40% or greater. A top expert in the field, Dr. Mark Wilcox, calls this the C. diff escalator of recurrence. Once you get on, it is hard to get off. That is because treatment options are more limited and even less effective for recurrent infection. When debilitating diarrhea returns, patients have told me that they feel like prisoners in their own home. 
And with every failed treatment, the recurrence of diarrhea can bring feelings of severe stress to, due to the trauma of recurrent infection, similar to post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD. The PTSD of C. diff is real because every facet of life is affected, including the ability to go to work or go to school or even take a short run to the grocery store. C. diff has tangible negative effects on physical and social functioning and emotional and mental health. Patients begin to feel a sense of despair when therapies fail yet again. So why do current therapies fail so many patients? Well, there's a two-part answer to this question. The first part of the story is related to the role of the microbiome in defense against C. diff. The second part of the story is related to the life cycle of C. diff itself. When I was in medical school, we learned that there was a sea of bacteria living in our GI tract, but we never thought about why these microbes were there or what they were doing. But decades later, we have now learned that this enormous community of beneficial bacteria called the microbiome, give us a variety of health benefits. The microbiome provides healthful functions for our bodies, such as digestion of nutrients, shaping of our immune system, and most importantly for our discussion today, defense against C. diff. So the gut microbiome is our first line of defense against infection with this harmful bacterium. So you might ask, why isn't my microbiome protecting me as it should? Well, think back to when you first got your antibiotic for pneumonia or sinusitis or a urinary tract infection. That antibiotic was important to rid you of that nasty infection. However, antibiotics also kill a lot of beneficial bacteria, which are so important in protecting you from C. diff. So when your microbiome is disrupted by antibiotics, C. diff spores can enter your GI tract. C. diff spores are dormant, sleeping forms of the bacteria, which are found in the environment, in food, and in the soil. But just like a bed bug can hatch from an egg under the right conditions, C. diff bacteria can emerge from the spore and grow and replicate. However, the hatching of the C. diff spores only occurs when the microbiome is damaged. These active bacteria produce harmful toxins that attack the colon, leading to diarrhea. In fact, CDI can be thought of as the canary in the mine, signaling microbiome disruption and need for repair. That's why we consider C. diff infection, a two-hit process. Not only does it require C. diff spores, 
but it also requires disruption of your gut microbiome. The other problem is that antibiotics are only half the answer for treatment of this infection. Many patients who are treated with antibiotics feel better and their diarrhea transiently goes away, giving them the false hope that the infection is gone. That is because CGF antibiotics, like vancomycin or fidaxomycin, are great at killing the bacteria that produce the harmful toxin that causes the disease. But in too many patients, symptoms recur. Why? Antibiotics have no effect on those sleeping spores, which turn into harmful bacteria when the microbiome is disrupted. So symptoms persist and recur, and that's because the infection persists and starting the whole vicious cycle over and over again. So CTIP antibiotics are necessarily, but only half the answer. We need a two-pronged treatment approach, including microbiome repair, to achieve a durable clinical response. So you may ask, is it possible to repair the microbiome? And the answer is a resounding yes, through the use of beneficial spores called firmicutes, which live in our healthy microbiome. And that brings me to SEER-19, an investigational microbiome drug designed to break the cycle of C. diff recurrence. We have strong scientific basis for this choice of firmicute spores. Firmicutes have very important functions in protecting us against C. diff. In animal studies, firmicute spores reduce the risk of C. diff recurrence. Relative to safety, we have observed a favorable safety profile of C. 109 in all our clinical studies which you might expect since firmicute spores normally live in the healthy microbiome. We also have convenient oral dosing since SEER 109 treatment requires four capsules for three consecutive days. And due to the great unmet need, we were granted breakthrough therapy and orphan drug status by the FDA a special recognition of the importance of finding a drug for this terrible disease. We have been talking a lot about the harmful spores of C. diff, but as, as you've already heard, there are a lot of beneficial spores that live in the healthy microbiome that are key to host defense against bacterial invaders. Over the several years of research at Ceres Therapeutics, we figured out which beneficial microbes are missing from patients with C. diff. We then learned how to harvest those beneficial spores in our laboratories. Another word about safety. You may have heard in the news about patients who developed severe infections that led to hospitalization and even death after fecal transplant. This can occur 
if pathogens like bacteria or viruses are not detected in stool of screen donors. We do a comprehensive screening of our donors for C109, and our manufacturing processes offer a distinct advantage over FMT or investigational FMT drug products. We inactivate a broad variety of potential harmful pathogens through our complex manufacturing processes that lead to purified firmicute spores. This reduces the risk of transmitting infections to patients. As an infectious disease doctor, I feel that this is probably the most important characteristic of CIRA 109. Now, it is my pleasure to present to you the top-line results of our Ecospore 3 trial. This was a double-blind placebo-controlled trial, which is considered the highest quality of study designs for investigational treatments. This type of study gives physicians and patients confidence in the results. Here is the study population that was enrolled. Adults with an episode of C. diff infection, as defined by three or more unformed stools a day for two consecutive days, plus a positive C. diff toxin test, and a response to antibiotics. Other criteria included three or more episodes of C. diff within the prior 12 months. 281 patients were screened, and 182 patients with recent recurrent C. diff received antibiotics for their CDI and were then randomized to either SEER109 or placebo. A placebo is like a sugar pill that is used as the comparator to the real treatment intervention. The patient and the investigators were blinded to which pills were the placebo and which ones were C109. Placebo-controlled trials are considered the highest quality trial to determine the safety and efficacy of a new investigational drug. The patients were followed for eight weeks for any recurrence and were followed for 24 weeks for safety. Who took part in the study? As you can see in the last column, more than half of the patients were over 65 years of age. About 60% were female, and about three-quarters of the patients were taking vancomycin before study entry. 60% had a history of two prior episodes, which meant that they were entering with their third active infection. Thus, 40% had a history of even more episodes, which meant that they were entering with their third active infection, which speaks to the unmet need. And now it is my pleasure to present the phase three results. We found that our investigational drug, CIR-109, was very effective compared to placebo in reducing CDI recurrence. 
Recurrence rates were reduced from 41.3% in the placebo recipients to 11.1% in the SEER 109 recipients, a 73% reduction in risk. Another way of looking at the efficacy is to look at those patients who did not have a recurrence on SEER 109, what we call a sustained clinical response. 88.9% reached that favorable outcome. And we recently unveiled these results at a major medical conference as a late-breaker presentation, the type of designation given to data that are recognized to be of importance to physicians and patients alike. And you may also want to know, was SEER 109 effective in seniors as well as younger patients in Ecospore 3? Yes, in the Phase 3 study, SEER 109 effectively reduced recurrence of CDI in patients less than 65 years and greater than 65 years, as shown in this figure. In Ecosport 3, SEER 109 had a very favorable safety profile. When we look at all the side effects in our trial, more than 90% of patients had an adverse event, whether you were taking SEER 109 or taking placebo. This likely represents how poorly these patients felt with their C. diff infection, since it's happened equally in both the placebo and the 109 treatment arms. We observed serious adverse events in 7.8% in the SEER 109 group versus 16.3% in the placebo group, but none of the serious adverse events were thought to be related to drug by either by the investigators who were blinded to the treatment that the patient was taking. So in summary, CDI recurs when the microbiome is disrupted. A sustained clinical response requires a two-pronged treatment approach to reduce recurrence, antibiotics to kill the toxin-producing bacteria, and microbiome recovery to defend against C. diff spores. The observed safety profile for SEER 109 was favorable, selecting the essential bacteria needed to repair the microbiome helps reduce the risk of transmitting any unwanted microbes. And we have demonstrated that this investigational drug is effective in reducing CDI recurrence. So in conclusion, SEER 109 seeks to offer a promising new treatment model for patients with recurrent CDI. Requirements to file C109 for drug approval are under discussion with the FDA. An open-label trial for patients with their first or multiple recurrence of CDI has been initiated. No placebo will be in this, uh, in this open trial. All patients will have access to SEER 109. If you or a member of your family are interested in possibly participating in the open-label study, please visit our website, seriestherapeutics.com or seriesc.com 
for more information. And Ceres is spelled S-E-R-E-S. You may also contact the email clinicalstudies at seriestherapeutics.com to be connected with a member of our series team so that we may refer you to the nearest participating clinical trial center, clinicalstudies at seriestherapeutics.com. Finally, on behalf of all the staff at Series Therapeutics, I want to thank all the investigators and the patients who participated in this landmark trial, which demonstrated that a microbiome therapeutic drug following antibiotics can help achieve resolution of CDI. We could not have reached this important milestone for this trial without the dedication of our investigators and the clinical research personnel. But most importantly, we are humbled by the hundreds of patients who have participated in our trials from the early days of the phase one studies until today. You put your trust in us, and we are forever grateful. Finally, many thanks to Nancy Corrala for giving us the opportunity to speak to you today and for her continuing outstanding dedication to the patients and families of the CDF Foundation. Thank you so much. For another story, Renata Johnson. A great honor to be here with you all. Let me share you my story through the CDF. In August 2018, I was in a hospital for my pacemaker implant. I remember right after surgery, they gave me clondomycin antibiotics via IV to prevent any infection. After about three days from when I got home, I started to feel sick with nausea, lost appetite, uh, frequent stool, and some abdominal pain. At first, I thought it was just a transition from being at the hospital and just a part of post-surgery recovery. But when it wasn't going away, I started to wonder about that uh, if uh, I should probably see primary physician. He told me right away that I just need more time for healing. Because I was not feeling better, a week later, I went to see him again. And then again, and again, and again. Eventually, on my request, he tested my stool. He tested me for salmonella and E. coli and something else. The results came back negative. A couple weeks later, I noticed thick mucosa in the stool, and at that point, I requested to send me to gastroenterologist. The GI doctor immediately suspected C. diff infection and put me on flagell for 10 or 14 days. It took uh, I started to feel very quickly better, but unfortunately, fortunately, about four days after I finished the flagell, the CD came back. The gastroenterologist put me immediately on vancomycin for 10 days. It was 125 milligrams four times a day. I was responding very well. The diarrhea, nausea, and pain was disappearing. And by the time I was done with vancomycin, 
I was okay for about 90 days. During this time, I started more wonder and research about this infection. I learned about CD Foundation and the program, and I also purchased a book about CD infection, another book about managing the nutrition written by Nancy Carolla and Karen Factor. And all this helped me better understand the CD infection. I also learned about pulse taper therapy with vancomycin and also about fecal microbiota transplant. As I mentioned, I was okay for about 90 days, and I started to believe that I'm completely recovered. When one evening I started to feel very weak, then some nausea came, and after that countless diarrhea. One after another one all night. I felt extremely weak and nauseated. I had a hard time just get out of the bed and walk into the bathroom. I thought, that I should just lay down on the bathroom floor so I don't need to walk back and forth. I was still trying to be optimistic and hope that this is just a virus I must have contracted somewhere. Unfortunately, the test stool, stool test confirmed worst nightmare, nightmare, CD infection was back. At this time, it was actually on my suggestion, the doctor put me on pulse taper therapy of vancomycin. The treatment was spread out for eight weeks. After that, I was okay for about two months when I started to get sick again. At this time, it was coming slowly. The stool was mostly like a pudding, sometimes kind of formed. I was having nausea and being weak. It was almost already one year since I got sick with the C. diff first time, and I already lost over 40 pounds, and my weight was barely over 100 pounds. I was having lots of anxiety, being depressed, and worried if I ever get out of this. So I started ask my doc doctor about fecal microbiota transplant. I felt like at this point it was the only way how to get ready with this evil illness. Finally, at the beginning of July 2019, I went through it. The procedure was successful and it got ready with the CD infection. I would like to make one remark here. This was July 2019. Uh, so, uh, about six months before coronavirus came to U.S. because FDA issued warning that several recent studies has documented the presence of SARS-CoV-2 in some donor stool donated after December 2019. It has been about 18 months since FMT, and I am still not completely back in my normal my recovery was also affected by gallbladder removal just about four months after FMT. I am also having IBS, GERD, I'm lactose intolerant, and I have diverticulosis. All those conditions I had pretty much before, but they went all worse after the, uh, after the illness, after the CD.
I have been able to tolerate only very light diet. I feel often nausea, sometimes diarrhea, and feeling sick. Few times when my diarrhea was accompanied with nausea for a few days or for weeks, I was thinking that maybe the city is back. According to my experience, there was no perfect pattern on city infection uh, recurrences. Sometimes I had uh, severe diarrhea. Sometimes it was look like pudding, sometimes partially formed stool. Unfortunately, only the test can rule out the infection, and that is frustrating for patients. This terrible illness affected me not just physically, but also mentally. Thanks for CD Foundation, I am getting more and more information about this disease through different free programs they're offering, like once a month free consultation with Dr. Oneto, Dr. Feuerstadt, and dietitian Karen Pactor. I am also often listening on Tuesday's radio show hosted by Nancy Carolla. All this is helping me better understand this disease and cope with. I don't know what I would do without all this generous help. They become almost like my family that I can always turn into. Um, at this point, I would like to say thank you to Nancy Carolla, who is the founder and president of the CD Foundation, for all the incredible, incredible and hard work she do and lots of volunteers also. Without this foundation, lots of city patients would have no way but to turn in for help. Also, very special thank you to Dr. Oneto and Dr. Feuerstadt and Karen Factor for donating their time and offering once a month free sessions available for all CD patients and survivors. I also got message to patients if you're suffering of this or any other disease, please don't give up. Be advocate for yourself and don't lose hope. Thank you very much for listening. Well, thank you both for those very powerful and important statements about your really challenging experiences. Uh, I think all of us, uh, even having spoken so much about this infection today, once again get grounded by hearing the real-life experience, not just with the infection, but the aftermath of the infection. Um, and it really has been a, a wonderful day of diverse lectures uh, that's been very informative for all of us participating. We've heard about CETA from several different angles, including an overview of treatments, the pediatric population, optimizing antibiotic usage, to minimizing the onset of C. difficile infection, the infection's impact on patients and their families, infection prevention, and most importantly, I think, the last experience, which was the patient experience. You know, these educational sessions are so useful, and I hope that you, as I, have found this informative today. It's essential that we acknowledge Nancy Corella. She's been mentioned multiple times but she absolutely needs to be mentioned now. She's the foundress of the CDF Foundation. Nancy is the driving force and the mastermind behind this foundation. We all work together. She likes to say we're all in this together, but she's leading the charge. Her energy is boundless and her vision is ever expanding. She has worked tirelessly on behalf of patients trying to allow better access for those who would not otherwise be able to contact thought leaders, 
We're even obtained some treatments and resources, as we've heard. Nancy created this foundation and has enshrined so many successful elements. She has helped mastermind so many other things, including the global support system, the junior infection fighters, the nutritional support, and CDF scores and more, among many other things. Included last year, of course, was her addition of the app. I'd like to say, Nancy, thank you for the opportunity to be part of this foundation. And thank you so much for organizing and thinking of all these wonderful things and ways that we can communicate. Thank you, everybody, for participating today. And we look forward to communicating with you again in the future. Thank you for tuning in this week for C. diff, spores, and more. Be sure to join your host, Nancy Kerala, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, that's 1 p.m. Eastern Time, for another edition of our program on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. None of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together.